Drivers, start your engines! It's time for the fastest hour of radio. Southern Race Week with your host, William Barber. Hello and welcome into this podcast edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here on your favorite podcast location, whether it's iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. We greatly appreciate you taking the time to download, listen in, and subscribe to the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. My name is Alfie, and I'll be joining you for this brand new week's edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, as we've got a lot to get to in the world of racing. We had an elimination race in the Truck Series at Kansas. Also, this upcoming weekend, elimination race in the Cup Series at Bristol. And now we also set up the playoff field for the Xfinity Series as they wrapped up the regular season at Kansas Speedway this past weekend. The final race of the IndyCar Series and then also a handful of races remain in the schedule for the NHRA Series here in 2023 as we are in the middle of September and getting ready to wrap up racing seasons here in just a a few months. It's hard to believe that we're getting close to the end of the year 2023 and by the time you know it, we'll be welcoming in 2024 and then kicking off a whole new season of racing. But as I mentioned, we got a lot to get to here, but I do want to mention the great guests that'll be joining us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio's podcast. And speaking of Bristol Motor Speedway, which is the elimination race for the Cup Series from the round of 16 to the round of 12, we will be speaking with the president of Bristol Motor Speedway, Jerry Caldwell, to get a preview of what's going to be going on this weekend at Bristol Motor Speedway for the Bass Pro Shops Night Race Weekend. And then also we'll hear from the turn announcer for the Motor Racing Network and also co-host of the Morning Drive on Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Mr. Mike Bagley. And then also we'll be hearing from the founder of Warner Communications, Eli Warner, about the Drag Race Bracket Bonanza. So we'll hear from them, those fine gentlemen coming up here on this week's podcast edition of uh, Southern Race Week Radio. And also don't forget about our social media platforms. You can like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter. And by doing so, you'll get the latest in racing news and information from every form of racing right there on our social media location. So please like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. And then also we have an email address. So feel free to reach out to us anytime at srwradio at yahoo.com. That is srwradio at yahoo.com. But to kick off the podcast this week, as we do every single week, we take a look at all the action from the racing world this past weekend with our weekend racing recap. And we begin in the world of NASCAR, first with the Truck Series. As Christian Eckes grabbed the lead on the final restart and stole a victory this past Friday night in the Kansas Lottery 200, the round of 10 elimination race in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. In a three-wide battle for the lead against Corey Hine and Zane Smith, Eckes led only the final two laps to secure his third victory of the season, his first at Kansas Speedway and the fourth of his career. In a last lap scramble that saw Smith get loose, turn sideways, and fade to fifth, Taylor Gray finished second, 0.363 seconds behind Eckes. Matt Benedetto ran third in a valiant effort to earn a berth in the round of eight, while Corey Hine was fourth and Zane Smith rounding out the top five. But with Ben Rhodes finishing 25th after securing a total of 11 points in the first two stages, Rhodes claimed the final spot in the next round by five points over Matt Benedetto. Also eliminated from the playoffs with Matt Crafton, who had to go to a reserve truck after running over debris and wrecking in practice earlier in the day. 
Craftsman's number 88 Ford slapped the wall on lap 69 of Friday's race, and after attempted repairs, he finished 33rd, nine laps down at 11 points out of the round of eight. So here are the eight drivers that will be advancing on to the next round of the truck series. Corey Hine is your number one ranked driver, and then Christian Eckes is second. Brett Enfinger in third, Carson Hosever is fourth, Zane Smith is fifth, Ty Majeski is sixth, Ben Rhodes is seventh, and Nick Sanchez rounds out the eight drivers advancing into the next round of the Craftsman Truck Series playoffs. Over to the Xfinity Series, John Hunter Nemechek dominated the Xfinity Series race at Kansas Speedway on Saturday. The nine second-place finisher, Brandon Jones, the win that would have gotten him into the playoffs and allowing Parker Klingerman to slide into the final spot. Sheldon Creed finished third, Klingerman was fourth, and Austin Hill rounded out the top five. The 26-year-old Nemechek, who swept the first two stages before taking the checkered flag for the sixth time this season. So here are your drivers that are locked in to the playoffs in the Xfinity Series. John Hunter Nemechek with six wins is your number one ranked driver. Austin Hill is second. Justin Allgaier is third. Cole Custer is fourth. Sam Mayer fifth. Chandler Smith is sixth. Josh Berry is seventh. Sheldon Creed eighth. Sammy Smith is ninth. Jeb Burton is tenth. Daniel Hemrick is eleventh. And Parker Klingerman rounds out the top twelve. Also, congratulations to Austin Hill, who won the regular season championship in the Xfinity Series. Over to the Cup Series action from Sunday, every time Tyler Reddick walked into a competition meeting at 2311 Racing and talked turn to Kansas Speedway, it seemed that just about everyone in the room had a win there but him. There's co-owner Denny Hamlin, who has won at the track four times more than anyone else. Kurt Busch, who retired as a driver but remains a consultant for the team. And Bubba Wallace, Reddick's teammate, who won at Kansas a year ago. We joked about that, admitted Reddick's crew chief, Billy Scott, that he's the only one that sits in our debriefs without a win. Not anymore. Reddick took advantage of a late caution and fresh tires to rocket past six others in a two-lap sprint to the finish this past Sunday. And his win at Kansas Speedway punched his ticket to the next round of the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. Hamlin got a poor jump on the last restart, couldn't chase Reddick down and finished second. Eric Jones held on for third, and Kyle Larson, who went at Darlington to clinch his playoff spot a week ago, marched through the field to finish fourth ahead of Joey Langano. The win was the second of the season for Reddick and the fifth of his career, but more importantly, sends him out of the round of 16 into the playoffs for the first time. After the race, this is what Tyler Reddick had to say about beating the boss man at Kansas Speedway. Yeah, I enjoy that. You know, um, that's the one tricky part, right? You race against your boss, and, you know, we all share, you know, all the Toyota drivers are alliance with JGR. We we share a lot of information back and forth, and it, it benefits us all greatly. So, um, you know, I know that uh, definitely... And talking with him, he was, you know, I, I think better than I was at the end of the race. It's just circumstances played out in a way to where um, I was able to get a better better restart. The cutoff for the top 12 to advance comes this upcoming weekend at Bristol Motor Speedway. And here are those 16 drivers that are still battling it out for a championship. Kyle Larson is your number one ranked driver who's advancing via a win. Tyler Reddick also into the next round with a win as well. Denny Hamlin is third. William Byron is fourth. Brad Keselowski is fifth. Ryan Blaney is sixth. Kyle Busch is seventh. Ross Chastain eighth. Chris Busch your ninth. Christopher Bell is 10th, Joey Logano is 11th, and Kevin Harvick is 12th. And these four drivers are right now the first four drivers out going into Bristol. That is Martin Truex Jr. in 13th, Bubba Wallace 14th, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in 15th, and Michael McDowell in the 16th position. Over to the IndyCar Series, when the going gets more chaotic, nobody in the IndyCar Series finds a smooth pack to victory lane better than Scott Dixon. 
Dixon did it again this past Sunday, overcoming a starting grid penalty and an early on-track penalty and adapting strategy to multiple caution periods to win the season-ending Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey. It was the third one of the season and 56th career IndyCar Series victory for six-time Series champion Dixon, who won on the 11-turn 2.238-mile circuit for the first time. Dixon's number 9 PNC Bank Chip Ganassi Racing Honda crossed the finish line 7.3180 seconds ahead of the number 3 Expel Team Penske Chevrolet of runner-up Scott McLaughlin for his third victory in the last four races of the season. Alex Pillow finished third in the number 10, the American Legion Honda, to close out his championship season with Chip Ganassi Racing. Two-time series champion Will Power finished fourth in number 12, Verizon Team Penske Chevrolet. And taking a look at racing action coming up this weekend in the NHRA, they'll be in Reading, Pennsylvania for the Pep Boys NHRA Nationals. That'll be September 14th through the 17th. And in NASCAR, the Truck Series will be in action Thursday night, September 14th for the UNOH 200 presented by Ohio Logistics from the Bristol Motor Speedway. The green flag will drop at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. You can catch the race on FS1 with radio coverage provided by the Motor Racing Network, which can also be heard on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. The Xfinity Series will be in action on Friday night for the Food City 300 from Bristol Motor Speedway. The green flag will drop at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can catch the race on USA and radio coverage provided by the Performance Racing Network, which should also be heard on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. And the Cup Series race will be on Saturday night, September 16th, for the Bass Pro Shops Night Race. The green flag will drop at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can catch the race on USA and radio coverage provided by the Performance Racing Network, which also will be heard on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. And this will be the the first elimination race for the Cup Series as they'll go from 16 drivers to 12 drivers. So there you go. That is your weekend racing recap for you here on this week's edition of the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast. Hey everybody, this is Roger Cruz and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Alright, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southfield. We continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast and in just a couple of weeks, the NASCAR Cup Series will be returning to the beautiful Bristol Motor Speedway along with the Xfinity Series, Truck Series, and the Arca Series. So if you're going to buy a ticket, you're going to get your money's worth as uh, so much racing action will be taking place at Bristol Motor Speedway. And to preview it and break it down for us here, join us live from his beautiful office overlooking Bristol Motor Speedway. Let's welcome in the president and general manager of Bristol Motor Speedway, Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Jerry Caldwell. Wow, Alfred, thank you for that introduction. Yeah, when we have a big deal guest on, we got to give him a big deal introduction. Mr. Caldwell, you're a great friend of the show. You've been on the program a couple of times. We always appreciate it. We take a little time to uh, join us here on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. And I know you guys are going to be extremely busy as you get prepared to uh, welcome in NASCAR Nation for the first cutoff race of the round of 16 in the Cup Series playoffs. And then also the Truck Series and Xfinity Series playoffs will be taking place. And you have the Arca Series going on as well, sir. So a ticket for uh, a Bristol Motor Speedway event coming up here in a few weeks is uh, – Definitely your money's worth it. You're going to be seeing four great races, including a doubleheader with the Truck Series and ARCA on a Thursday night. 
So uh, tell us about how your staff are preparing and, and getting ready to welcome in all these great NASCAR fans to your beautiful facility. Well, thank you uh, again for that. So glad to be with you. Um, yeah, we're getting ready for it. It is it is race time around here. Fans are already showing up uh, a couple weeks out, and the place is coming together nicely, looking beautiful. We love welcoming folks from all over the world. We'll have people here from all 50 states, and typically, I haven't heard our final count yet, or don't have it yet, but we'll be about 20 different countries that'll come in for this event. This is the night race within our sport of NASCAR, the original one. Uh, there's just something about this race that is so special. And it it's uh, really a special time here in Northeast Tennessee and Southwest Virginia. And uh, uh, we love welcoming folks to Bristol Motor Speedway. Yeah, so mark your calendars. It'll be September 14th through the 16th at Bristol Motor Speedway. And uh, Mr. Caldwell, as I've, li I've been listening to interviews by NASCAR drivers over the years, Everyone looks to the night race at Bristol Motor Speedway as one of those a crown jewel races of the Cup season. Everyone wants to be in victory lane for this particular race. What do you think makes this race so special? And for the drivers, um, they look at it as kind of that that crown jewel race on the schedule. I think it's I think it's a combination of things. I think it's the history of the sport. It was or the history of that event. It's one of the it's the original night race. I think it's, it's a short track. It's Saturday night. So many of these drivers that takes them back to their roots of what they dreamed of whenever they were growing up, they were running at a local short track, probably on a Saturday night. And this is just that ultimate um, Saturday night, short track event, but on steroids, it always produces exciting racing. Um, and then I think it's, the area we're in, the people that are in this area are so welcoming. I think having these fields all around us and campers for as far as the eye can see, thousands and thousands of folks descend on Bristol, Tennessee and make it their home for three or four days. And and it's like a family reunion. So I think you pull all those things together and it really creates just this very special environment uh, that we're we're honored to be able to host. Now, I know it's a big deal for the drivers to win this race, but even more of so because this is the first elimination race in the round of 16. After your race, we'll be, we'll be docking four drivers, and then we'll move on to the round of 12. We already know that this race is already special for the drivers, but even more incentive because of the fact that this is the first cutoff race in the playoffs. It really is. I mean, that that it's always exciting, but that certainly ups the the tension and the excitement around this. Who's going to stay in? Who's going to go out? And you're going to find out on Saturday night. Uh, not to mention also that we have three playoff races that weekend. You mentioned earlier, but, you know, uh, trucks are in a playoff with UNH 200. Uh, we've got the Food City 300 is, is for the first time ever uh, starting the playoffs for the Xfinity Series. And then obviously Saturday night's the big one, but four races that weekend, three of them uh, in the playoffs. So they just mean more. Speaking with the president of Bristol Motor Speedway, Jerry Caldwell, on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. And we already know the affordability of going to a NASCAR race. I mean, I think that's one thing that NASCAR does extremely well here at our home track of Atlanta Motor Speedway for Southern Race Week Radio. Uh, they're always emphasizing the, 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 the availability of bringing a family of four or five, uh, being able to get tickets at a reasonable price, campgrounds at a reasonable price, concessions, 
Uh, money tracks allow you to bring your own items in as well. So tell us a little bit about the affordability of, of taking a family, especially to, to Bristol for this uh, great weekend of racing. And especially, as you said, you have four nights with a doubleheader on Thursday night, Friday night, and a Saturday night. So that must be something you're very proud of. I know a lot of the managers and general managers, presidents that I've talked to at various tracks in an interview always take pride in the fact that unlike going to an MLB game, NFL, you know, other big major league sporting events, uh, you can do this at a very affordable and reasonable price. Absolutely. I have a bunch of kids. I have six kids. So I, I pay attention to how much it costs to do things with family. And the other great thing here, not on top of the great things you mentioned, that you can bring your own food in and drinks, uh, which is a huge savings. Kids get in free on Thursday and Friday. Um, and then it's only $10 to come in on Saturday to bring a kid. There is nowhere else you can do something like that. Uh, believe me, I know. And the other the other is there are so many things to do out in the fan midway. Interactive uh, displays with fun things for the kids to watch, whether it's uh, axe throwing or jumping dogs or uh, riding on uh, simulators and being able to experience races. Uh, all those things are free before you ever get into the, the main event. So it's a great opportunity. My kids love coming out and enjoying everything. It's a great opportunity for you to come out, spend some quality time with your family, enjoy something at an affordable, affordable price. If you have a camper, even better, you can come up and camp and stay here and enjoy uh, the beautiful outdoors. Uh, I, I am bias when it comes to this area, but we live in a very beautiful area, uh, one of the most beautiful areas I've ever seen in this country. And get your tickets because I'm sure they're going to be selling like hotcakes, especially as we get closer to the event. So to purchase your tickets, camping, or also get information, uh, just go to BristolMotorSpeedway.com or call 866-415-4158. That's 866-415-4158. And you just mentioned, uh, Mr. Caldwell, about the area, the surrounding area. I mean, Bristol, Tennessee, beautiful, so much to do, so much to see, kind of a small town feel to it, but you're going to be definitely a large city. Uh, during those days tell us a bit about the area maybe for those fans here in the southeast the atlanta market where we're from uh coming out to bristol what can they expect as far as the activities and things going on around the city as as, as far as what's going on outside of the track well it is a wonderful time to visit you're going to experience coming up from atlanta you're going to experience probably some cooler temperatures which will be <laughs> nice uh and uh you, you're coming into the mountains so you're coming into the beautiful mountains of northeast tennessee and southwest virginia right where North Carolina and Tennessee and Virginia all come together. Uh, great cities to visit in Bristol, Johnson City, Kingsport, Jonesboro, Abingdon, Virginia. All wonderful, wonderful areas to visit. Lots to do for kids. Uh, some museums around. Uh, lots to do for adults. There's the Birthplace of Country Music Museum. Birth, uh, country Music started right here in this region. And there's a wonderful Smithsonian Museum in Bristol in downtown Bristol for that. But I also want to make sure I mention one other thing, because you can't forget, he's maybe not the most popular active driver, but he still is the most popular driver in our sport. And he'll be racing on Friday night. And that's Dale Earnhardt Jr. Uh, he only races a couple of times a year, and he chose the Food City 300 as one of his races this year. And we're so excited to have him back and see him uh, take to the high banks of Bristol. The Earnhardt name and Bristol are just synonymous um, and I know that's going to be exciting for a lot of fans. 
and that's, and that's a big deal. Like you said, Dale Jr. doesn't pick, you know, race often at all anymore. And I know that he he solidified the uh, the term. It's Bristol, baby. So yeah. I know that that he has so much love for Bristol. How let me ask you, how important is it for you to have Dale Jr. racing at your event? Like you said, he could pick any track along the, the series that he wants. But there's something about Bristol that he loves. So what's it what's it mean to you to have uh, Dale Jr. at your track racing? I think what it means to the race fans, they're they love the Earnharts. They love Dale Jr. He is he has become such a tremendous ambassador for our sport and spokesman for our sport. Uh, we love seeing him get back in the car um, and take to the high banks, especially with just the history here. I mean, he uh, he swept one weekend winning both the the uh, Bush race at the time and the cup race. Um, but just. Uh, seeing an Earnhardt take to the high banks of Bristol, there's just something uh, that makes the world feel right when you see that. Well, Mr. Caldwell, we're really excited for you to do uh, the bring a NASCAR Nation for your events. As we mentioned, it'll be September 14th through the 16th, the Bass Pro Shop Night Race weekend of events. You'll have uh, trucks and you'll have the uh, ARCA Series on Thursday night, September 14th, Xfinity, September 15th, and then the big one, the Cup Series race on September uh, 16th. And, of course, we know you're just not doing racing. you got the dragway as well. So many other events going on. So to check out all the information, purchase tickets, campground sites, all of that, bristolmotorspeedway.com. And once again, the number is 866-415-4158. Hey, this is NASCAR driver Trevor Bain, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southie. As we continue on with this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here, via the Food Depot Zoom line, as he is a great friend of the show. You can hear him calling all the action for the Motor Racing Network, and occasionally you can see his mug on NBC as he does the road course races uh, for the National Broadcasting Company. And also, he is the host of Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90's The Morning Drive. I mean, when does this guy take a break and get some sleep? Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Mike Bagley! Mr. Bagley! We just broke Zoom. Alfie, hello, welcome. Mr. Bagley, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here on Southern Race Week Radio. So you're a great friend of the show, and we always appreciate it when you take some time to join us. As I mentioned earlier, you're like the busiest man in radio, television. I mean, dang, you do it all, son. But uh, like I said, we really appreciate it when you take the time to uh, to join us here. And uh, let's get right into it, sir. We're in the middle of the NASCAR playoffs for uh, the Cup Series. As we just wrapped up the first week at Darlington, we got Kansas and then the cutoff race at the Bristol Motor Speedway. Did you see anything from that first race at Darlington overall or in the playoffs that jumped out at you? Uh, yeah, I saw Hendrick Motorsports still being one of those factors to be contended with. And I also saw uh, a JGR playoff effort that struggled over the weekend through whatever means. They had the speed in the cars, but the execution wasn't there. And so when you have... Hendrick that had both, they were able to overcome some challenges and they're able to seal the win with Larson, William Byron hovering there as well. Then you go to JGR, Denny Hamlin at 177 laps and then had to come back down pit road because of an issue. Truex had issues. So it's something that we talk about all year. Yeah, you know, this guy looks good on paper. This guy looks good here. And then, hey, they got speed in their cars. But one thing that will keep someone from racing forward is execution. 
and we've seen execution issues already in the playoffs. And then we're rolling into a racetrack this weekend where we've seen a lot of that over the years. And for whatever reason, that middle race of the second round at Kansas has always been a thorn in the side of playoff drivers. And that's what's awaiting us this weekend when we arrive in America's heartland. And one of the big news from this week was Denny Hamlin signing with uh, Joe Gibbs Racing, resigning there. How important is it for Denny to get now this situation out of the way? And now he's knows he's resigned. He's ready to go. Uh, we also know that 2311 Racing will stick with the Toyota camp as well. So how important is it for him to get all this stuff done, taken care of, especially here in the early part of the playoffs where he said now he can strictly focus on racing for that championship? I think that we saw some public posturing on Denny's part through this process. From what I understand, that contract, his driving contract with JGR has been buttoned up for weeks. It was the possible Ford maneuver for 2311 that held that up and they had a meeting uh with the ford folks and you know there's nothing wrong with checking your worth check and see what's out there but i think that that was just a lot of uh you know you know public hoorah right there when at the end of it all he's staying at gibbs 2311 is staying at toyota you know denny's always bragged over the years that you know he he, he lives and thrives on chaos and I think those around him and his fan base were more in a chaotic nature than he was, but it was just something else to be dealt with. Now that it has, now he can focus on winning a championship, which is something that he's obviously been trying to do for 19 years. Speaking with Mike Bagley here on the Motor Racing Network, along with Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90's on the Morning Drive, NBC as well here on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. Another driver that's been kind of circulating as far as contract talks go, Harrison Burton of the number 21. Uh, nothing's been finalized yet. There's been rumors that he, he plans on staying that I've read online, but nothing has been announced officially yet. I know that team's been kind of struggling here over the last few years to, to you know, to get back into the, the elite of what that team was many, many years ago. It is a very historical team that has a lot of history and tradition. Um, what are your thoughts on Harrison Burton's performance in that 21 car over the years that he's been there? And do you think he'll come back or, or do you think they'll make a change? Well, if you read the tea leaves, right, he'll be back. Uh, Harrison is obviously in the middle of his learning curve and he's still trying to develop his skill sets. And I think that as he continues to do that, the best thing for him to do is stay at the Wood Brothers to get in that in that family fold, learn the craft. They've made some crew chief adjustments. Brian Wilson now back on the two. Jeremy Bullen's back on the 21 car. And I think that from what I'm understanding is that Harrison will be back, but he found himself in the middle of some silly season news to where we don't know what Zane Smith is going to do. We don't know. Ju just because the Denny Hamlin 2311 matters buttoned up, there are still other matters to deal with. Who's going to drive the 31 car at Colleg Racing and replace Justin Haley? Who's going to step into that? We know Austin Hill's not going to be in the middle of that. He was linked to that 31 car, but then he's staying with Richard Childress Racing and got his contract re-up. So there is some movement to go around. But I think that when that movement comes, Harrison Burton will not be in the mix as far as looking for another race team, or at least that's how I understand it right now on, on um, you know, the middle of the week of the first week of September. So we'll see where we are, but I don't think Harrison will be in that mix. And also, A.J. Allmendinger is not certain of his plans yet. Now, listen to an interview he did earlier this week. He said whatever they want him to do, if they want to do him in Xfinity, he'll do that. If he, they want him back in Cup, he'll do that. 
I know that's kind of up in the air. What what, what, do, you, what do you think of the status of J, A.J. Allmendinger, and what do you think his next move will be for 24? I've heard he's staying in the cup car. I've heard he's going back to the Xfinity in a full-time ride. That's one of those silly season storylines that would fall into that, you know, Zane Smith category. What's going to happen with A.J. Allmendinger? Now, Dinger goes back to the Xfinity series. What do they do with that 16 cup car? Where's that going? Where's Chandler Smith going? So there's still some movement to be determined. Um, AJ's open-minded about it, though. If they want me to run Cup, we'll run Cup. If they want me to run Xfinity Series, we'll run the Xfinity Series. I don't even think they fully know yet as they try to get their dots connected for 2024. Well, it's definitely going to be a silly offseason for sure. And, of course, you can catch up with all the action going on in the silly season with uh, – with our friend here, Mike Bagley, on the Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90's The Morning Drive, which you can listen to every weekday morning, 7 a.m. until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So make sure you gather, gather the kids around the radio and enjoy some great NASCAR talk there with uh, Pete Pistone as well. And, of course, you can catch uh, Mike uh, during uh, MRN's broadcasting of NASCAR races as well through the end of the season. And, uh, Mr. Bagley, as always, we appreciate you taking time to join us here on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Uh, good luck to you as you wrap up your season for the Motor Racing Network. And, of course, we can listen to you year-round on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. So we can always get our Mike Bagley fix every weekday morning as you get your breakfast and head on into work, sir. Appreciate you, my friend. Always a pleasure. Hey, it's Austin Hill, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie as we continue on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Foon Depot Zoom line as he has started a new uh, venture called the Drag Race Bracket Bonanza. And he's joining us here on the line to uh, tell us all about it and how you can participate if you're a big NHRA fan. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in great friend of the show. He is the entrepreneur behind Werner Communications. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Elon Werner. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep you around as my hype man. That was that was fantastic. Thank you so much. Well, Elon. For, uh, for... Well, Elon, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Southern Race Week Radio. And for many of our listeners here, they might not know who you are, but I'm a big uh, fan of yours because you've helped us out over the years. Uh, grabbing us NHRA drivers that we have interviewed here on Southern Race Week Radio. You're the man behind Werner uh, Communications. Now, before we talk about this venture you've kind of started off here, tell us a bit about Werner Communications and and for the fans out there, what you do to help us out here on Southern Race Week Radio. Sure. Um, we are a public relations firm out of Dallas, Texas, and we help NHRA drivers from, I started working with John Force Racing in the early 2000s. Uh, have worked with Tim Wilkerson, Alexis DeJoria, all the Coletta teams. Um, right now, we represent Cameron Crusoe and Pro Stock, Josh Hart and Justin Ashley in Top Fuel. Also help out guys like Buddy Hall, TJ Zizzo, Chris King, um, you know, just to name a few. But we basically do their press releases, race stories, help them schedule media. And your show is, has always been great, Alfred, in kind of helping reach this huge part of the country and then really the world with your podcast of letting drivers get on and talk about their racing, racing successes or some special projects. So our goal is basically at Warner communications to just spread the word about our clients. We also work with the Texas motorplex and TMS titanium. And then the last couple of years, we've been working with the FlexJet factory stock showdown series, kind of helping promote that whole class. Um, 
So really, I do a lot of press releases, a lot of talking to media and things like this, where, you know, this is unusual for me to be the guy talking on the radio. I love to do it. I'm a great talker. But um, normally it's me kind of connecting you with drivers or crew chiefs or team owners to talk about what's going on in the world of NHRA Camping World Drag Racing Series. And yeah, we go back to the days when you were with John Force Racing. I think that's yep. how we first met. And now yep. we've developed a great mm -hmm. relationship. And you've been so great to uh, to bring some of the drivers that you represent onto uh, Southern Race Week Radio, as well as the podcast as well. But uh, let's move on over to this venture you started. You kind of reached out to me about this. Tell us a little bit about this venture and how you came about uh, creating this. Sure. So probably for the last couple of years, I'm a big college basketball fan. I say big college basketball fan. I get interested in college basketball in March when the brackets come out. And probably for the last 20 years, I filled out a bracket for college basketball every year with like the same 15 guys. I have never won this little contest, Alfred. And I realized every NHRA race, we have a full bracket, four categories, 16 qualifiers, that's 64 competitors. And why are we not letting fans fill out the brackets, you know, either on Saturday night after the fields are set going into Sunday or for like this past weekend, uh, U.S. Nationals, Sunday night when the fields were set. We actually, this was the first weekend this past weekend, we had hundreds of people playing. Fields got set on Sunday. You could go to dragracebracketbonanza.com, sign up for free, fill out the bracket, and you had until Monday morning at 10 o'clock Eastern before the brackets locked. And it was just, it's just a fun game to get people engaged in drag racing. So that's really, I've been thinking about it for three years and just decided, quit thinking about it, just get it started. Um, I hired a company called LSS out of Denver that's run by um, Aiden Lampkin and Zen Blackburn. They helped me on the development side. And we started in March building it. We tested it through the Western Swing and it's Peak and Brainerd. And we went public with it at the U.S. Nationals. And it'll run all the way through the NHRA playoffs starting the weekend of um, September 16th uh, with the Reading Nationals. Uh, speaking with Elon Warner on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. So it seems very simple to to do. You just sign up and 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 just fill out the brackets. Now, is there a, a, is there a winner? How, how Do you have yes. a prize at the end? How, what, what, what would be the ultimate prize for one of the winners who fills out the brackets correctly? Sure. So you can go to dragracebracketbonanza.com, sign up, and then on Saturday night, September 16th, for the Reading Nationals, when the fields are set, if you've opted into our newsletter, you get an email that says, hey, the brackets are open. You go there, you click on the bracket icon, and the bracket's already set out. You click on the person's name you want to win, and it basically just advances them all the way through the bracket until there's a winner. At the end of the race, throughout the day, you'll see how many potential points you can earn. And you earn points based on your picks. So if you pick an upset, you get more points. The further in the race your driver goes, you get more points. So when you fill out your bracket, you'll see like your potential points are like 150 points. Throughout race day, as the bracket plays out, every round it gets updated. There's a leaderboard on the website, so you can see it shows right now the, the top 10 people, and it shows where you rank against the top 10. And then at the end, it closes. There's an overall winner, and that's whoever got the most points for Top Fuel, Funny Car, Pro Stock, Pro Stock Motorcycle. There's a Top Fuel winner, a Funny Car winner, Pro Stock, Pro Stock Motorcycle. And I got these really cool plaques made. For each of those people, so five people win every race, I get the winners to sign them, so it's autographed by the event winner, and then I've had 
Um, a couple people step up. Bob Wilbur, who just recently wrote a book called The Lost Manuscript about Dale Worsham's 2001 season. It's available for pre-sale on Amazon. The overall winner gets an autographed copy of that book. Uh, Tommy DeLago, who's Justin Ash's crew chief, has a beef jerky company called Beef Jerky Unlimited. And for the U.S. Nationals, he gave me some beef jerky to give to all the winners. So there will be some additional things kind of thrown in there. But for sure, every race winner gets this cool plaque that's signed by the winner. And then the overall winner for the countdown, I got these really cool wrestling belts made. You can see them um, on our social media. You know, you can either do, like you said, on Twitter, it's Drag Race BB, or on Instagram and Facebook, it's just Drag Race Bracket Bonanza. So um, so that's it. So there's prizes. It is free. We want kids to play. We want families to play. But um, it's just something I think is really cool, especially when we have all these races on Fox. You can tune in to the live Fox broadcast and kind of follow along with your bracket. Elon, once again, if our listeners want to sign up, be a part of this contest and event, once again, steer them in the direction of where can they sure. go to sign up and, and register. They can go right now and, and sign up. It's just dragracebracketbonanza.com. And you can sign up and then you don't have to do anything right now on opt in for the newsletter. And then on Saturday night of the Reading Nationals, you'll get an email that just says, hey, the brackets are open. You can go make your picks. The other option, which I really think is cool, is probably the people that listen to your show, Alfred, big motorsports fans, big drag racing fans. This is really designed to help you make the tent a little bit bigger. Invite your friends to play. There's an option that you can invite friends. I would love to see that number get up over, you know, into the thousands for the Reading Nationals. So uh, doing your show is great. My drivers love coming on. So anytime we can ever help you with drivers, Alfred, just let me reach out. And I just want to tell you, you know, you've done a great job for many, many years. Thank you very much. Hey guys, Dave Burns from NBC here. You're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie's. We can wrap up this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio will be available as a podcast this upcoming Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. So you can re-listen to this week's episode or any of our previous editions of Southern Race Week Radio. Go back and listen to some of our great guests, some of our great segments. Uh, we would really appreciate it as well if you subscribe to the Southern Race Week Radio podcast as well. So once again, uh, download us at your favorite podcast location, whether it's iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. But before we wrap up this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, I once again want to thank our great guests for joining us this week. Once again, thanks to Jerry Caldwell, the Executive Vice President and General Manager of Bristol Motor Speedway, along with Mike Bagley of the Motor Racing Network and Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90, and then also Elon Warner as well. So thanks to those great gentlemen for joining us this week here on a Southern Race Week Radio. And if you want to keep up to date with the latest racing news and information, well, we provide that for you on our social media platforms you can like our facebook page at facebook.com slash southern race week or follow us on twitter at srw radio as i mentioned we provide for you the latest racing news and information via our facebook page and our twitter account as well and also we do have an email address if you want to reach out to us and uh, let us know what's going on what's on your mind or maybe you're an up-and-coming driver who would like to get a little bit of attention here on southern race week radio feel free to email us 24 hours a day seven days a week at srwradio at yahoo.com 
That is srwradio at yahoo.com. So please enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll catch back up with you again next week right here on another star-studded edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. Music